Good morning, Jason. Why, hello there, Tyler. <laughs> You're so uh, calm and casual today. I like it. Your hair is it. like less. You, you usually have like an updo. Your, yeah. I would say your hair is sleepy today. That okay. It doesn't mean you have bedhead. It's just like it's all laying down. Usually your hair is up. So I, I first of all, the, this this is definitely what listeners want to hear is about my hair that they can't mm. see. Uh, but I'm trying. To... <laughs> this is the ongoing <laughs> the ongoing story of this podcast is Jay's hair. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I'm yeah. trying to grow it out a little bit, but uh, I was doing that, and on Sunday, someone said to me after church, "It looks like even your hair is tired." And I was like, "Yeah, that <gasps> that's sad, but whoa, sad that." Oh, wait, this is very true. There's another oh. voice on this podcast, Tyler. Oh, the centerist tones <laughs> of Miss Christian Na is with us. Hello, hello, hello. Yay. Christian Knott, who I, I do have to uh, say that Christian did the uh, the logo for the podcast. So this beautiful logo that we've had of the silhouettes of Jay and I, which Christian was able to, Christian identified that we have very defined silhouettes that you could tell who we are just by our silhouettes. So I thought that was wonderful. Now the beard is not, you don't have the, the power beard anymore, no. but I think it's still, it still suits. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we've been wanting to get Christian on the pod for a very, very long time, uh, and today was a very good topic, uh, as Spotify Wrapped has come out just a couple weeks ago, and it's turned the world on its head, and it's brought out both the people who love to talk about it and the people who hate it when other people talk about it, so uh, hopefully we can get the former uh, for this. But uh, since Christian is a first-time guest, um, uh, uh, Christian's sister, Sophia, was on the podcast long ago. Uh, talking about Hamilton. Hamilton. So go back and listen to that. The Sophia Nye episode. It was wonderful. Anyway, uh, first time guest gets the questionnaire. And I've agreed. Uh, I, I've surrendered to Jay and said I will not ask the rapid fire questions. But instead, we're going to do the Colbert Thank questionnaire, you. which are 15 questions. Uh, so uh, just give us the uh, – Jay will ask the questions. Christian, give us the, the quickest answer that you can think of. Gotcha. I mean, you can think a little bit about it. But don't don't yeah. don't think about it too hard. Just whatever's on the top of your head. Yeah. Sure. This is – this is, as Stephen Colbert says on his show, at the end of this, you will be fully known by us and the audience. So, okay. Yeah, yep. these are the questions. These are the ones. <laughs> uh, number one, best sandwich? Reuben. Wow. Without que- without hesitation. I love it. I just <laughs> yeah, the confidence it. on your face. Like, like, who would even think that any other sandwich? <laughs> you get a nice crispy rye. Are we allowed to, like, elaborate, or is this, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Oh, no, please, like, please. It, with the rye, if it's done properly... And if the meat is layered nicely, no one's going to argue with that. It's always going to be a Reuben. That's just the way it is. Do you want it? Um, do you Thousand want it cut with the toothpicks and everything? Yeah, I'm down for toothpicks. I mean, I don't really care. Those okay. come out. <laughs> I don't eat those. <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. Uh, it's always about like the, the crispiness of the rye. That's really how it happens. I used to work at a restaurant uh, in my college hometown, which you should be familiar with. It's New Wilmington. Um, and oh, there was yeah. a there was a restaurant there called the Tavern, um, and they made an ins- like for no reason. It's not a good restaurant, but or at least it, it didn't used to be. Um, it's it's changing now. Um, but I, I, it was a fine restaurant. I guess what I'm saying is it wasn't known for any kind of culinary excellence or anything it was known like for that. sticky buns and that was yeah that's true they had that, a, they had the awesome sticky buns and those were like a homemade recipe but for whatever reason they had like an insanely good Reuben and I was mm-hmm. always like overwhelmed with delight that they 
would make that for me every time I worked. <laughs> it was in college. That's, I a was good, there all the time. that's a good thing to be your favorite item because it's like you could eat it like every time you work. If your favorite item oh. was like the the big old like turkey sand or turkey dinner or something like that. Like you're only, you're I mean, a Reuben's pretty heavy. If you're eating the whole thing and you have a side of like fries or something, that's a lot. I oh, wasn't well, doing you, it every you time. Talking about fine. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It came with a side of fries or chips and I would have like a diet Coke or whatever lemonade. I don't know. But yeah, Reuben, easy answer. No question. I'm getting hungry just doing this and I'm eating lunch. So, you know, this sounds, it's good. It's good. Uh, what, no, wait, so oh, just a wait, real quick question, not to not to slow this down, but what are your feelings on the Rachel? I'm fine with a Rachel. I think that it's okay. trying to do something it can't, but mm-hmm. I don't think a Rachel is a bad sandwich. It's just the Reuben takes the cake for me. And I did not realize what a Rachel was until probably two years ago, which is basically <laughs> oh, no. a Reuben sandwich with turkey, turkey. instead of corned beef. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. it. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's okay. I think a Rachel because it's a variation of a of a known sandwich they like like restaurants will play with a rachel whereas a reuben they kind of don't mess with mm-hmm. um but yeah i prefer reuben uh what is one thing that you own that you should really throw out um i <laughs> okay maybe i won't answer that that way else. <laughs> i mean okay that's this is a fine thing to say um I almost, throughout this year, I have been getting rid of stuff that my ex left, my my ex-partner, and um, the only thing I've kept is a pair of socks, and I'm conflicted because it's a really cool pair of socks. They're alligators. They're they're green, they're alligators, and the mouth opens up and it's like eating your leg. Like it's eating uh, your leg. It's uh, so do you, great. Do you wear them? It's so great. I've never worn them. I, I Even when we were dating, I like wouldn't wear them because I... I wanted just to have them. I didn't want to like ever wreck them. Um, mm. And so I still have them and I don't wear them, but they're around and I don't know. I'm like conflicted as to like, is it a thing of my exes that I need to get rid of and throw it out or? So you're like, not, you're not saving them for the, for your ex. You're, oh, you're no, 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 either... no. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> yeah. is being saved for my ex. Yeah. No question. Um, well, but he nailed it giving me alligator socks and I just have to figure out if I'm going to keep them or not but I probably should get rid of them is I guess what I'm saying oh so they were a gift for you they weren't yeah. his no 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 no. Oh. oh my gosh no he would yeah no he's boring he would never wear uh, cool socks I was going to say uh, I don't know if this helps your decision making process or not but a life motto of mine is life's too short for normal socks like you just mm-hmm. oh true dive yeah. in as mm-hmm. as graphically as you can you know go. For there it. was a study they did a study that was like people who wear Colorful socks, patterns, so- like more interesting socks, likely have higher IQs and are more likely to live longer. There was it was like a whole thing, and it was just like we're better people <laughs> all around. Thank you. That was really yeah. affirming I, I today. I appreciate that. that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the there science is there. At the, at the Warhol Museum, I always go in the gift shop, and I'm never planning on buying anything. I don't think I've ever bought anything in the gift shop, but I always go in there, and they have a line of socks that have swear words on them oh, good. and they're hilarious and I always want to get them but I would never have the guts to wear these socks that just have swear because it to me it's like a bumper sticker with a swear word on it where you're like you're starting off offensive regardless of the context like <laughs> just because my I may not be in the mood for swear words when like I may not be angry or whatever and they're really aggressive but they're it's like uh, a picture of a little girl from like a Dick and Jane uh, th- so it's like an old timey like 50s little girl just being proper uh, and it just has swear words that I can't even, I can't even, uh, like 
imagine a sentence that has more swear words than than helping verbs that's what it is and it's fantastic <laughs> it makes me i always want to get them sometime maybe i'll get them and only wear them around the house when my kids aren't here like, <laughs> the time of my life that i could put these on my feet is such such a rarefied situation uh that i don't think i'll ever get them but i i think they're hilarious they always make me laugh nice on the topic of swears just since i'm a first-time guest would you remind me what is and is off limit is not off limits swear yeah. swear as much as you feel the need for okay and, you'll bleep you'll bleep uh, me out I, and everything i will probably i'll bleep it out if i if i feel necessary okay. and if not i'll i'll leave them in okay <laughs> we're kind of we're a little loose I, we try to be pg-13 basically that's good so that something you that's could listen to, to with your kids in the car i uh, haven't heard but if like it's important that i take it out yeah i haven't heard every episode of yours but i've heard many of them and i don't know if i've ever heard a lot of swearing so i thought i'd ask <laughs> We did an episode on the F word and we didn't say the F word in the episode. So that, Are you that, serious? Yeah, we beeped it out. I mean, we, it, we said it a lot, but it got beeped out. Wow. Okay. We've become a little bit looser since then. Uh, that was that was when we were trying to keep it super clean, but it generally clean. So yeah, say what you need to. And unless it's a big rant, um, I'll, I'll take it out of it. Well, we already covered my ex but and I'll that's, leave that's the worst it would have gotten. So we're all good here. Yeah. Long okay. and short of it is we don't give a shit. Uh, oh, period. <laughs> If you ever seen me do that, that's to, that's to make a, a visual marker to remind myself to cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I love just trying to mess with future Tyler as he's editing. Uh, so, what is the scariest animal? Uh, oh, oh, okay. Like spider, a spider or anything that crawls, actually. Any kind of insect. They're all scary. Nasty. Is the spider the scariest insect? Yeah, probably. Okay. Have you seen the pictures of camel spiders? No. <laughs> they, I think they're like only in the Middle East or something. They're I'm they're like this right big. They crawl around in like the desert. Wait, wait. Oh, I imagine think, no one can see you. Right, right, right. I think oh, they're as big as like an arm span of a human. Maybe a little smaller than that, but they're huge. Like yeah. they could wreck your life. And um, I think they do. I think they like prey on humans. <laughs> I mean, they prey on like anything. But like they could, they could kill a human easily. Is the point? Hey, and I'm really glad that I have your cell phone number now because when I can't sleep tonight, I'm I'm calling you. <laughs> those are aren't terrifying. they insane? Now, it's it's saying though. The first thing was, can camel spiders hurt you? A camel spider's bite is very painful. A camel spider's bite, when provoked or hurt, and it can be intensely painful. Yet they pose no threat to humans. Oh really? No. So says internet.com. Oh, no okay. threat. Well, like there's an emotional and spiritual threat that I'm feeling even now. Sure. From looking. And at the other thing is they, oh, they, they will haunt your nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dear listener, don't look up camel spider. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Camel spiders are not deadly to humans, though their bite is quite painful. They are vicious predators that can visit death upon insects, rodents, lizards, and small birds. Hmm. Here's the thing: if they're not gonna, if they're not gonna hurt a human unless they feel in danger, imagine this: like, what human is gonna be near a camel spider and not make a scene? Like, yeah. no human is gonna is gonna like calmly walk away. It's they will a, hurt your sight, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So they're they're gonna feel in danger or whatever uh, in danger when you're near them and they're gonna hurt you. Period. Oh, Professor Profent- Pre- Professor Pre- Pretentious is about to enter the chat here for a second and say, "Cable spiders are not actually spiders at all. Oh. They are uh, a new species of arachnids. <laughs> a variety of other names like scorpions exist." Okay, whatever. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a new character I'm trying out. It's Professor Pre- <laughs> Pretentious, it's going nice. <laughs> uh, apples or oranges? Oranges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Apples or PCs? Okay. Apples. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever asked someone for their autograph? Yes, a ton of times. I am. I used to be bigger of a theater fan um, in the sense that I knew more about it. Now I'm like less a uh, finger on the pulse, but I still am a huge fan. Um, but I would have little seasons of going to New York and seeing shows. And I would, there's a, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this actually, but you can stage door Broadway musicals, which is mm-hmm. uh, after a show, you go, you find the stage door and you stand there and you wait for the actors to come out. And so in a lot of musicals that have celebrity actors, like I met Jennifer Hudson at a stage door, I got her autograph. Um, Cynthia Revo too, it was the color purple. And Danielle Brooks, who was in um, Orange is the Black. I got all their autographs and their pictures, and uh, that was cool. But I've asked uh, a lot of Broadway stars, too, and people that uh, no one knows <laughs> for their autographs as well. How long and do you usually have to wait by the door? Not long. These act like, this is their work, you know? Like, imagine mm-hmm. yourself leaving work. You want to get the hell out, so, like, they're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. <laughs> the, it's, sometimes mm-hmm. they beat you to the stage door because there's more traffic nice. inside the theater when people, like, leave yeah, right. than there is for backstage for them, so they, like, get out. Um but yeah, I've asked a lot Is of people. Is it pretty wild at the door? Are there a lot of people there? Depends on the show, and it depends on who's in it. Like, if you're a theater nerd, like Hamilton, always the stage door is. Well, I guess it's probably down a little unless there's a celebrity actor in it. Um, when when Adina Menzel is in a show, it's always packed. Um, mm-hmm. I just saw Into the Woods in August, and Sarah Bareilles was oh, in the man. cast. Um, oh man! And uh, uh, Philippa Sue was in the cast, and oh, so they, that stage door was packed. They weren't doing autographs; they were just doing like a quick walkthrough with photos. Um, but like when I saw the King and I, it was Kelly O'Hara and, um, who else was in it? I don't remember. Um, but only theater people really like those people. So yeah, way smaller yeah. crowd and like a lot more calm. And, and so it just depends on who's in it really. Awesome. I forgot you got to see that into the woods cast. That's, oh, it was really something. That's you know, my they, favorite Sondheim and that's that I love that cast. That cast is incredible. I love that they, they released the, the cast album for it, but too late yep. for my Spotify rounds. They were doing those, um, it was it was like a Coachella lineup for Spotify. Did you see those that went out? My friend, one of my friends, like his like day two was Into the Woods cast. Because <laughs> he like, he's been listening to the album nonstop since it came out. Which was like September. It's been, it's kind of recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping it light and fluffy. What do you think happens when we <clears throat> die? No idea. That's a reasonably nice. good question. A good answer. We're to both. We're nodding. We're yeah. nodding with big smiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. We are fresh back to whatever this is, season four. So we do need to remember that this is an audio podcast. Like, oh my gosh, sit here and just like nod. You know, no. yes, yeah. yeah. And for what it's worth, you know, I kind of like looked up and shrugged my shoulders when I said that. <laughs> I have no clue, <laughs> and I guess I do dwell on it. Like I think about it, um, but it doesn't inform a lot of how I live. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess that's part of the answer Jay. too. Have you, have I asked you that? Have I asked you these questions, Jay? Hang on, I'm chewing on my very chewy pizza. I, yeah. I, I think, I think we did an episode where we both did it, but we should do a. You asked me, but I don't know that I asked you. Let, let, just as a tease, because that could be a whole episode. It could. What do you think happens when we die? I think that. While you're ruminating on that, I think, because yeah. I think my answer was actually kind of similar to. Christian, as two professional Christians, um, I think that uh, it, one would think like, "Oh, the clear answer." But the the answer I had was, "I don't know." Right. Um, but I know I I am I am positive and hopeful that something something happens. Yeah. Um, 
and that that uh, what I believe is that that there is a point to all this, yeah, and that there is meaning and and a reality that exists beyond life. I I, I echo all that up to and especially including I don't know because uh, mm-hmm. I've never done it before, and I think uh, you know speaking as professional Christian air quotes up. Um, that too much is made of the mechanics of it. Like, do we go to heaven? What does heaven look like? Are there, you know, beer in heaven or whatever? I think my answer to the question ultimately just comes down to like we are a we are welcomed into the relationship of the triune <clears throat> God, who has been relational from the beginning. That's as far as I could go. I don't know what that relationship looks like. I don't know. Are we embodied? Are we not? But yeah, something. Tyler's quietly nodding. Some, for, for, for audience, <laughs> quiet, quiet nods. It sounds like you know, like assisted, you know, hearing or whatever. Describe the actions <laughs> that are happening. <laughs> favorite act, favorite action movie. Don't know, don't care. Oh well, you know what? No, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Oh man, I, w- I keep I keep waiting to do a whole. I've been waiting for Jay to watch that so we can do a whole episode on that. I'm getting That's... there. I think it's the it's the best movie. I, have you seen it yet? No, have you seen oh, the West? Geez, have you all... seen the West Wing yet? I've seen more of the West Wing than you've seen of everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. That's, I put that's at least true. six hours into the West Wing. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Everything, everywhere, best movie I've seen in the last ten years. And yes, yeah. Uh, favorite smell? Currently, uh, balsam, fir, pine, anything like that. Yeah. Are you a seasonal smell person? No, but I just. Uh... <laughs> I'm trash for a candle. Uh, I'm not bougie mm-hmm. about my candles. If it makes my apartment smell nice, I'll buy it. And uh, yeah. Bed Bath and or no, what's it called? Bath and Body Works. <laughs> I almost said Bed Bath yeah. and Beyond. Um, had a ten dollar three wick candle sale on like Saturday, so I went and got two uh, pine tree smelling candles. And I actually have one already that I I'm not finished with, so I didn't light those yet. But now I, that I have them, I'm thinking like I haven't done any Christmas shopping. And I have a lot of gifts to give out to people, and so I'm like, maybe I'll save them and give them out as like to judge up someone else's gift. But we'll see what happens. Either way, they smell great, and um, I also have a live Christmas tree in my apartment, so uh, it smells good over here. Yeah, it yeah. smells good. <clears throat> I am. I am also. Uh, I love candles that stink up the house, uh, and not too particular about it. So yeah, um, yeah. If you ever, if you ever hear of a Bath and Body Works sale, um, yeah, I should have let you know. I'm sorry. Ten dollar candle. Yeah. I meant, I meant to grab one. I might go in the break and, and grab one because this little tiny office is not great. Which leads me to least favorite smell. You know what I don't like? I, and and maybe people can or can't relate to this. I don't like the smell of roasted chestnuts. Hmm. I don't like that on smell. On an open fire or just like at, at any You situation. walk past it on the street in New York and yeah, it's not nice. I don't. Uh, people like that. They buy that and they eat it. It's not right for me. I don't like well, it. And it is intrusive, like when you find it on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Like it's a smell yeah. that barges its way into whatever you're doing. Regardless. Well, the thing is, there's a time and a place for that. Like when I walk past the pizza place, I'm always happy about it. And there's never a problem. But the chestnuts is just different. It's not good. I don't. I don't like. I don't have a strong opinion about this, but now that I'm talking about it, it's growing stronger. <laughs> but I um. I don't That's know. It's just not for. a pleasant. It's not a pleasant smell, and I um. I don't have a lot of smells that I dislike, but that's really one of them. Really one of them. 
I was going to speak uh, as someone with authority on the thing I don't have authority of, but yeah. my assumption, because I've never been to New York City, which is insane. Well, that is uh, insane. That is. I know. That's crazy. Yeah, it's stupid. Let's all agree it's stupid. I'm yeah. really I've been crazy. everywhere else. I just haven't. And I, I live like, what, five hours away? It's not that far. Yeah. Um, so my assumption, though, is that New York is just a barrage of smells that assault you. <laughs> yeah, maybe New York every, City is every just in general feet, the answer. You are just slammed with a new smell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. Have you been to, this is an aside, I go to New York a lot because my aunt lives there. So, like, I almost only go there in summer. But I have heard if you love New York, you need to go, like, now, like Christmas time. Have you done Christmas in New York? Yeah. I've done it. I've never celebrated the holiday in New York, but I visited around this time. I think it's fine. You're not gonna, like I, so I love Brooklyn. Brooklyn's my favorite borough. And the only time I spend in Manhattan really is like if someone invites me to a brunch there or if I'm seeing a show on Broadway. Mostly like outside of that, I can't do the tourists. And all the things that you're talking about are like crowded with tourists. And I don't, um, I've seen it once, so I don't need to like go back. F.A.O. Schwartz is closed and like, you know, yeah. all the, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. I mean, like you, you can see all the, like the Rockefeller Center tree and all the Christmas, Christmassy art that, that comes out. Um, it's nice and it's spirited and fun. But for me, it's like a do it, seen it once kind of thing and I'm good. So I'm all, I'm all set on that. Like I'm going in New York. I'm going to New York in the uh, end of this month for the new year. And I'm going to be spending almost all my time in Brooklyn with friends. Like I don't want to be in Manhattan. Um, time time very well spent. Any time in Brooklyn is time very well spent. It's the best borough. No question. Uh, That's the next question. Best borough. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. Yeah, there it is. Uh, exercise. Is it worth it? I, ha- I guess I have to say yeah, but I don't act like it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's no do right or wrong. Do... Do you do your dad's weird exercises? Absolutely. Okay, first of all, my dad's weird exercises are like, Jason, I don't know if you know my dad. I Um, don't. He's like, uh, if you read about him on paper, like if you read some kind of bio of him, you would take him really seriously. He's a professor. He's a professor at Westminster College. So I had him when I was, and that's actually how I met Christian, uh, is that... uh, your dad was a professor, and so while I was in college, uh, I took one class of his, but then just became kind of buddies with both your parents, and then would come over all the time. Th- they'd invite me over for dinner and stuff, and then I'd watch their house when they were gone, so I've known Christian for, uh, I mean, as long as you lived in New Wilmington. But uh, he would, sorry, the, the purpose of me asking this, and then I'll let you answer your question, is that I would go to the to the gym every once in a while when I was in college, yeah. because you're supposed to, and it's free. And so I'd go there, and uh, Christian's dad would just be doing, like, what I would say are weird stretches from the Western world. Like they're, they're not stretches that you see typically. Uh, and he would just do them the whole time. And I would never see him pick up a barbell or do any, any kind of <laughs> Wait, really? thing. But he was, he would go to the gym, to the weight room and just do weird stretches for like 45 minutes. And I was like, oh, all right. And then, uh, and that was it. But it seemed really interesting. It's, and they were very elaborate or for very, just again, things that your body doesn't naturally do. So it's things that were very intentional. Uh, and it looked like it was helping. I mean, he's a fit guy. He's very fit. Um, that's so funny. I never heard that. I never heard you say that. Um, he does like lift and all that stuff. He does. He loves, but he his. I think his favorite thing, exercise wise, is probably like something you can do without any kind of equipment. Um, yeah. And that's great uh, in the gym. I'm sure it does a great 
great stuff for his body, but it's also really annoying like in real life because he'll do it at like a bus stop or in a mall. <laughs> and like, he's just, it, the world is his gym. And it's so funny because he's, and I'm telling you, he's like this, if you look at him or if you know anything about him, you think of him as someone you would take seriously. You think of him as someone who takes himself seriously. And he's, act, I think he's, he's like about to be like getting like senile, but he is like so funny and silly. And I just always catch him like, he, he loves to do this thing. If he finds a ledge anywhere, I guess like this is hard to do with a podcast, but he'll like lean his hands against the ledge and like unseat himself from it and lift himself up and down like on the ledge. Oh, yeah. I'm doing this on my chair. It's hard to, it's hard to describe. Kind of like the, like, like the opposite, like, like lowering yourself. On yes, a- yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm doing the exact same thing you just did. I, I know. know. Well, it's, it. it's just, you know, it's, that. he's doing that. <laughs> but like, it's just insane because he's doing this, you know, at work and he's doing this at a concert or something. I don't know. He'll do it anywhere. It's, it's hilarious. So um, I did not carry that gene. He loves exercise and I don't. Um, I haven't seen the inside of a gym in a couple of years. So yeah, it's probably worth it. But I, again, I don't act like it is. What is your typical exercise? I take walks. I count that as exercise. I look, I like to look at my steps at the end of the day. Um, nice. But that's like, it. I used to do, I used to have a, I had a whole fitness journey in 2019. Mm. It was a new resolution to like become more fit. I learned how to cook so I could like meal prep and stuff. Mm. I was really serious about that. I had a routine. I would manically like, I wasn't like counting calories manic, but I was like eating very carefully and mm-hmm. wouldn't like, I would cancel plans and avoid stuff to go to the gym. Like that was the kind of person I was. And I, I'm not knocking those people, but that's not me at all. <laughs> and I tried it and it was like, not for, it was not for me. I did love that brief little window when you were, uh, Facebook living. Oh my gosh. So annoying and weird. I used to show up to like, I would show up to like college events, like alumni events and people I never have met before would be like, you're the person who goes live on Facebook and cooks, right? And I'd be like, yeah, who are you? Like somehow it got around and it was, it was weird. It was weird that I was doing it it too. (laughs) It was just a fun little thing when we were, it was like in the pre COVID (laughs) era when we were starting to realize ways we could engage with each other online, online in real time. It's yeah. Really fun. Next question: Flat or sparkling? Sparkling. Oh, nice. Oh, like I thought flavored? these. Were, <laughs> I thought these were just adjectives. <laughs> I realize now that we're talking about water. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! No, That's, it doesn't. It doesn't say water. So I mean, I, I guess I, 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 well, there. my are, answer actually right changes if we're talking about water, but. Um, I, because we didn't specify water, I'm going to stick with sparkling because yeah. I like that so that's wait, how I heard that. So were you thinking of like you using that or your a- approach to the world or like just like, in, like yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just, I'd rather live adjectives. in a sparkling world than a flat world. Yeah. Like I thought you were giving yeah. me like bumpy or uh, warm. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Two random okay, edges. Next question. Bumpy or warm? Warm. Okay. I have my heat to like 73 right now. <laughs> oh man, I have mine at 68 because like the sun is coming in. My house is so weird where there are parts of it that are freezing all the time and parts of it that are that are warm all the time. Mm. Um, it's just just like life. Yeah. Uh, most used app on your phone? I don't know for sure, so I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm I I could bet it's Twitter. I could bet it's Twitter. Or honestly, just the messages app. I text a lot, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah, mine is definitely in the messages app if we're yeah. trying that. Yeah. Um, what is, and, and kind of a, a deeper level on that, which which app is the one that you look at first in the morning? 
the New York Times crossword app. Right away? Well, I turn off my alarm, <laughs> so I, do, okay. I guess I look at that, but yeah. Um, I'm not checking texts, I'm not looking at... I mean, unless there's something that looks really important on my, like... Because you can see your notifications, right? And I kind of mm-hmm. quickly... Mm-hmm. But my my end goal, as soon as I wake up, is to, like, do the Wordle, do the whatever. And I didn't do that today because I woke up late and I had to, like, rush to my computer. Um, so eventually I will get to the Wordle and the, the spelling bee. I love the spelling bee um, and today's crossword. Oh, nice. But, um, you, yeah, that you... is, like, kind of, the, like, my morning ritual. <clears throat> is that in bed or is that like you get up and you do things and then you so like you in bed. roll over grab phone and then you do the crossword in bed i i so admire the people who are like don't sleep with the phone in the room don't sleep with it in the bed mm-hmm. i i think that that would probably really help me a lot <laughs> with like sleep yeah, and everything but i'm not doing it i am sleeping right next to my phone and the second i wake up it is like practically like already touching my face and i get mm. get going with it i justify it in the fact that i don't have a landline as i'm sure like most people don't anymore and i also be like well i'd use it as my alarm clock but i have a clock like i do have an alarm clock in my in my room and it's a, yeah. like an alexa so it's not even like hard to set um so there's no reason for me to keep it by my bed. It always, it steals an hour from me every night. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not dr- like justifying it. I, it's wrong and I shouldn't do it. It's probably really bad for my health, but like, I don't care <laughs> is the, what it comes down to. What, uh, what you get one song. Ooh, why? You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Jeez. I know. I just, I, that's like a cruel, I'm going to have to pass on that. What uh, I mean, we'll like, talk about you, so, the way I would answer that question later, anyway. But like, I can't. Gotcha. That's like not even fair. <laughs> I love that 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 one broke you. It broke right. me. <laughs> Sparkle and flat. I I know what I'm talking about. Sandwich. <laughs> I know. But this is as you. That's crossed a line here. <clears throat> what number am I thinking of? Fourteen. No. <sighs> Describe the rest of your life in five words. I'm having lots of fun. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a very good one. That's Most of the time, it took me to answer that was the counting, <laughs> just so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I knew it wanted to be fun, but... Like, it was not a lot of... You, you came up <laughs> no. with that pretty quickly. But my brain yeah. just did have to do a little jogging just now. <clears throat> uh, so, Christian, tell us... That, that was the 15 questions. Uh, tell... What, what do you do? Who is Christian? Oh, God. If I Where only are knew. You? Who are you? <laughs> what do we all this? like to know yeah. what the hell's going on? Um, my name is Christian. I am a 26-year-old who lives in Pittsburgh, really close to you. And I, um, I, I well, only because you asked, I, I'll tell you that I work uh, for Giant Eagle. I work in marketing. Um, but when I'm introducing local, myself, I... Local, big local... Oh, regional yes, a, a, a regional, chain. um, it's a couple states, grocery, grocery chain, grocery retailer. It's like the grocery store in Pittsburgh. It's yeah. like what would be the Kroger or the Jewel or the Ralph's, depending on the region that you're in. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I, I should also say that when I'm giving someone my shtick about, like, not that I do it often, but if I ever were asked who I am, I, I typically don't start with, like, what I do uh, for a paycheck, because that's not really a big part of my life outside of yeah. the time I spend doing it. But... Um, I am somebody who, I live alone, I spend a lot of time alone, and uh, during that time, I listen to a ton of music, which is kind of the, the, the big topic today, so we'll get into that later. I read a ton of poetry. 
I work remotely. Yeah, I I, yeah. I sit at this the very desk I'm sitting at now, and I um, talk to my little internet friends, and somehow we make we sell groceries. <laughs> but um, in my free time, I I volunteer a lot. I work closely with the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, I plan the Walk to End Alzheimer's, which is a a Pittsburgh walk. Philanthropy work is important to me. I spending time with uh, loved ones, family and friends is important to me. I do that a lot in any capacity. Just on Friday night. Um, we built a gingerbread house. I had some friends over. We built a gingerbread house, and it was very comfy, cozy. Nice. We played Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in the background, which is a Christmas movie. And hmm. um, we drank this. Are there any of them that aren't Christmas movies? Yes. Anything after that is not a Christmas movie. Okay, fair. And really, Although they do. They actually have Christmas Day in Seven Part One. Okay, when yeah, but is that like <laughs> is that like a happy, really. fun, warm? No, yeah, no, <laughs> no. And not the Goblet of Fire is like so warm and fuzzy. Um, but there's the, the ball that they do, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. are there scenes of Hogsmeade in five I that are, like, it's cheery? It's been a while since I've watched the... I mean, they're all kind of gloomy once you get past four. Yeah, once, right. Yeah. Once, uh, once, uh... Cedric dies. Cedric Diggory dies. It's all over. <laughs> just, it's just sad the rest of the time. Yeah. He's always Cedric Diggory to me, no matter what movie he's in. No, it's, it's Twilight yeah. or Batman or, or anything um, else. He's always Cedric. One is also like, like notably a Christmas movie. I would yeah, say two much. and three you could maybe market it as such. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Tyler. I'm Jay, and I'm Christian, and this is Roughing the, the Pastor. Jay re-entered the There's chat. Jay was gone for a little bit. I don't know how clearly this is obvious for, for everybody. Jay He's, fell He kind of still is gone. He was, <laughs> he was sucked into another vortex, and then he returned. Um, but but now, now we're back. I have, so the, I have a we're feeling it's at, coming again because my laptop's not charging. So, you know, just oh, forgive no. me while I rummage around oh, no. for a better charger. The So we're looking at uh, Spotify wrapped dropped uh, a few what was it was it on the 30th i think it was the 30th of november it dropped because it was right before yeah um and so that that was several weeks ago at this point um and uh we've now been living in this spotify wrapped world and uh so the the what i've asked jay and christian now i specifically wanted to have christian on here because christian and i have had a very friendly not even competition but a friendly like accountability over our spotify wrapped over the past probably like five or six years like it's been a long as mm-hmm. long as they've been doing it we have been checking in with each other about our our time well because for a while the way the way this was shared was facebook do you remember yeah like it wasn't yeah. instagram stories i don't even think stories were out yet no it was everyone would post like the link to their facebook and it would have the overview in like a shareable thumbnail format mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you would post yours to your wall and i would post mine to mine and it was like who listened to more minutes and I also really needed to know, like, who your top five of everything else was. Yeah. And you were the one person, uh, like, I've always loved, I love data like this. I think it's very exciting. I love f- 
finding stuff out about myself that I wasn't keeping track of, like that that is effectively um, unobserved. So this is like pure. Now that I know that it happens, especially as I know the dates, uh, I do kind of like find myself being more intentional of like, oh, I haven't listened to Spotify for a while. I need to get it in there because I've listened to Lionel <laughs> or whatever. Um, and uh, but it this kind of stuff is very exciting to me. And you're the only other person in my life who seems to be as excited about it as I am. Uh, and I love that. And so that that has always I, I've long wanted to do a Spotify rap thing, but I've always wanted to do it, making sure that you could be part of it. Um, do you remember what your high watermark was for minutes listened? What was your minutes listened this year? My minutes listened this year was pretty low, all things considered, um, mm-hmm. up against years past. So I guess I should start by saying, although this is about Spotify wrapped, I am someone who has both Spotify and Apple Music, and I use them and for different the last things. Three years, mm-hmm. uh, like two years, yeah, two years. Um, and also around the time I started having both apps, I also got a record player, and so a lot of the time mm-hmm. I spend like intentionally listening to music, I'm doing via that instead of a streaming app. So there's that too. But if you add the minutes listened on both apps this year, I have 11,623 on Apple Music and I have 59,951 on Spotify. So what's that? Like almost 72, 73, something like that. Mm -hmm. I love that 59,000 is a light year for you. Oh, it is. No, I think one year I was over 100K. Like I I used to listen to a lot more music. There was so I was thirty two thousand this year, but again, with most of my listening is is vinyl, or uh, whenever I'm in my car, my car has XM now, and mm. so I usually just am listening to that more often than not, or I'm listening to podcasts a lot, um, which is really kind of cut. They do keep track of your minutes of podcasts, and I think I'm in like twenty thousand minutes for podcasts, so it's it's a lot. Right. Uh, but even podcasts, I listen to some of it. I listen to an Apple podcast, some I listen to Spotify, so. My numbers are all skewed. I, I do remember the one year when we kind of, we were really close the first year um, in terms of our minutes. The first year it was posted on Facebook. And I remember thinking, oh, I like you had beaten me by like a little bit. Yeah. And then the next year I had more than you and I felt very excited, but only by a little bit, by like, like 2000 minutes or something like that. And then that third year, which was, this was my last year where I didn't have vinyl or anything else. I remember I got 90 some thousand and I was so excited. I was like, I definitely crushed Christian on this one. And you had 160,000. Oh, is that what <laughs> it was? Literally double what I thought. And I thought, how is that possible? <laughs> I listened to so much Spotify this year. Like, did you just have it constantly going all the time? I don't know. And <clears throat> it's so it there's, there's always, you know, I think that, Spotify has done, you know, as from a marketing perspective, I have to say they've done a fantastic job of getting oh, yeah. like the world engaged, or at least in the United mm-hmm. States, all the people I see doing this are U.S. people. But um, they they've created something that like is uh, an annual event that is free that people are like wildly engaged with, and it's almost like uh, an accountability thing where it's like throughout the year. I don't think people like actually do this, but for a moment, you think like, oh, I wonder if this will show up on my spot. Like, there's there's this yep. kind of consciousness about it. Um, and I, at least I live that way. So I just pulled up, I have my I photos open here. I, in December of 2021, what? I had 117,334 minutes. Um, this is back when Joni was on Spotify because <laughs> yeah. she's my top artist that, that last year. Yep. Um, but there was a year when one of the like slides was every, like the years up against each other of, of minutes mm-hmm. listened. And I'm trying to find what year that was. It might've been 2020. Keep talking as I look, but. 
Well, well, so that that brings up a good question for for the for the novice listener, not for any of the hosts at all. If I wanted to find my Spotify <laughs> Wrapped for this year, <laughs> why can't I find it? December of 2019 was the was the year. 2019 was the year they gave you like the stack, the lineup of how many minutes of music you listened to mm-hmm. each year. So 2015, 32k. 2016, 46k. 2017, 70k. 2018, 115k. And 2019 was my career high, 126k. That was the year. Yeah. So it wasn't twice, but it was. I had I had 90, and I thought. Like, no one has ever gotten this much. Too much, like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was certain that I had just destroyed Spotify. I was going to be the number one user. And you had <laughs> almost 40,000 more than me. And, uh, and I was humbled. And I've never even come close to you since then. Like, it's, I it's also should – I feel like adding um, – <laughs> there was a meme one year where some, somebody was like – you know, it was, it was rap day and everyone was posting what they got. And she was like – yo, I got boxed fan. <laughs> and it was like, you know, her white noise that she had been listening to was like the mm-hmm. top track of the year. Mm-hmm. And I want to clarify that I am not, I do not listen to music when I, I don't put music on when I sleep. I put it on when I work, which is probably a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Um, but like every year, my top stuff is like musicians I love and and like actively listen to um, a lot of their stuff. So uh, I just want to clarify that I'm not like a faker who's just playing no, minutes of... I've always been the, impressed by that. That it's yeah, you're not you're not just a uh, yeah uh, uh, yeah. Um, my last several years have this is my first somewhat pure year in probably four years because my last several years I had uh, my Spotify like attached to the Alexa and <clears throat> it was my account, but then my kids <clears throat> would also listen to stuff and. For I also had them on various phones where they had their own accounts, but they were constantly listening to. They were using my account for for stuff, and so my top my wrapped, which is your top hundred songs for the year, would have anywhere between twenty, like ten to twenty songs that were them, and it was usually in my top ten. And yeah. so they were like like a Minecraft song that they had just looped for a, a day. And they, so they weren't terrible, but it wasn't like baby shark and stuff like that. Like my kids listen to interesting things, but it was still like the part of me that really wants to know the hundred top songs that I listened right. to whenever I was losing any of them, like, Oh, that's not fair. And so I finally was it there now 13, 11 and a half and 10. So they have uh, their, we have family accounts. So, and, and I think, Alexa's gotten more nuanced and I took the 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 Spotify we listen to on the Alexa is not mine it's my son's so it skews his numbers not mine <laughs> uh, but so this year in my top 10 so part of the the premise of what we were going to look at is like looking at basically your top 10 songs and see what the story that what story is Spotify telling you about yourself because yeah. I think we all realize that like we as we've already done here like making qualifiers like well I listen to a lot of vinyl and some of it's on Apple Music and Jay has no idea where his spit is wrapped I found it I found uh, it oh, okay uh, and so knowing that this isn't a full story and so looking at Spotify wrapped or, or whatever thing like this what story are you telling through the music you listen to? And also what story is this app telling you about yourself? So what, we try to project something or trail ourselves something, whether or not we're sharing that with the world or just doing something. Um, but also the story is telling something back to us. Um, so my top 10 this year does include two songs. 
that my daughter listened to. They're my top two songs. Uh, now, they are not songs that are bad. And so in that sense, it's... Um, it doesn't really bother me, but it does take my top two songs out. But it's not that those are the only two songs in the whole top hundred that are discernibly influenced by my kids. The top one is a song called "Could Have Just Left Me Alone" by Alexa Capelli. I did not know this song. Uh, it's it's a fine song. Like I'd never heard of it before, and I asked her about it. She at the beach one time listened on my iPad and just put it on repeat, and it, the. So the Spotify wrapped uh, tells you what your top song was and how many times you listened to it. So she listened to it 57 times in one day. Wow. She said, I don't remember listening to it after that. <laughs> so because of that, that became my number one song. Uh, my number two song was Lost by Frank Ocean, which oh, yeah. definitely would have been in my top 100, but probably not number two. And, and she listened to that a lot on the iPad again because um, it's listed as explicit because it's got a little bit of language in it. Uh, so she can't listen to it on her account because it's explicit, but mine has the explicit. Stuff. So she listened to that a bunch. And I had think, I think I'd played it for her first. Cause it's a great song. Um, but is it, it's a lot more explicit than I thought it was. When I really listened to it. <laughs> so I just, I'll give you my top 10 real quick. Um, so if you, yeah, if you have your top 10, let's just go through them and then we can talk about what that says. So my top two reflect my daughter, which again is part of my story. Um, and uh, but the top one, I had never heard that song lost. I listened to a bunch the Frank Ocean song. Uh, and it's from his first album, so it's it's probably ten years old. It's not mm-hmm. a new song. Um, this is why by Paramore. It's a new single that Paramore released this this year. Come back be by be here by Taylor Swift. Cuff it my number five by Beyonce. Number six Texas Man by the Chicks. Number seven Song in My Head by Madison Cunningham. Nice. Number eight Sticks and Stones by King's Kaleidoscope, which is the Whoa. theme song. Yeah. To. Uh, the the rise and fall of Marcel, but boy, that's a that's a great song. It's a killer um, song. It's a banger. Yeah, number nine, number nine, Summer Renaissance by Beyonce. So Beyonce, okay, banger. The artist gets gets me two in there. They're they're both like uh, as we talked about the Taylor Swift episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the the swears in 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 Midnight's that Taylor Swift does all sound forced. All sound like a middle school kid who just learned how to swear. The swears in the Beyonce record are essential. Uh, and especially in Cuffet they and, are. and Summer Renaissance, they are essential. The, the edited versions of those are, are not as good. Uh, and then my number 10 is You and Me on the Rock by Brandy Carlisle. Nice. And just for, for a thing, my number 11 is Everything Has Changed by Taylor Swift. So she would have been in my top 10 if I take the two. And then my number 12 is a song called Sunflower Dance by Greenhouse. It's a um, like electronic instrumental stuff. It's really chill. Good, good work in music, Green, Greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Tyler, when we went to Israel-Palestine in mm-hmm. 2018, I put mm-hmm. Sticks and Stones on our playlist. Do you remember that? No way. That was, I, I had just I found that song. I had song. heard it before. Yes. I had just yes, found that yes. song, and I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is so the trip we're taking. Like, I'm going to put it on this playlist. It's like the first song we, I, li- I added to it. Um, yeah, so Christian, and I, that's a whole other – we need to do a whole other podcast for that journey. We went to Israel-Palestine with a group of folks, and uh, that's what – Again, like we'd known each other for quite a while, but that's when you became kind of an essential person in my life was during that trip. We were 14 days in Israel-Palestine together, uh, and we made each other kind of like shared playlists for various things, like one for the trip and then one for for, um, contemplative uh, train rides. Train rides for Christian. (laughs) Yeah, contemplative train rides for Christian. All right, so what are your your 10, Christian? Um, My – oh, shoot, I'm looking at the top five. Here we go. Okay, so my top 10 – are this is crazy and i actually well let's just go ahead number one is free by florence and the machine 
And nice. it's actually the acoustic version of that song. So mm. if you know either version, um, there's an acoustic one that sounds, it's way different.、Mm. And it's actually like, when I first heard it, I, it's, it was the, one of the things that like you stop what you're doing, you're like, what is this?、Um, my friend was playing it. He just had come over. We were hanging out. He was about to move out of Pittsburgh. And so I was like also kind of sad.、Um, and the song was playing and it felt,、um, Kind of sacred. I don't know what the word is to describe how I feel listening to it, but、um, this happened in like the end of September. So for it to be my number one song、uh, tells you how much I played it. Like I, I had it on repeat for probably two or three weeks and I listened to it. Also, we didn't say、else. here's the scandal that I now have on official notice because I,、um, I uh, know someone who works in the music industry and so knows exactly when this is. So Spotify wrapped only、oh, yeah. from January 1. Until October 31. <clears throat> November and December、oh. are not included at all, which I had suspected for a while because there's never any Christmas music in my, in my top 100. And I listened to enough Christian, Christmas music during December that I, like, one of them would have sneaked in.、Um, but yeah, so th- there's only 10 months. And it's not, it's not that the, the October and November are included in the following year, it is just January 1 to October 31st. So, th- if you're wondering, like, I listen to all this stuff in November, like, that's what. So, a lot of people, Midnight's didn't get in because Midnight's was only out for like the last five days of,、um, of October. And I have a lot of Midnight's in my. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, continue. Well, no, I mean, that's kind of a, another way to say, like, how much I listened to this song. I had a month、mm-hmm. to get my listens in, and I,、mm-hmm. it became number one of the year, which is like insane to me.、Um, it's kind of sad. It's a little bit of a downer, but it's very sweet. Anyway,、um, that's that. Uh, number two is a song called Northernmost Eva Maria.、Uh, Eva Maria.、Uh, it's by a guy named Leif Volabek, who I really like. He's a Canadian singer songwriter, and he's very talented on both the guitar and piano.、Um, I used to work at a restaurant in downtown Pittsburgh called Gaucho. It was an Argentinian, still is an Argentinian steakhouse, and、uh, I was a bartender. I would walk from my apartment to、uh, work. And this is like Thursday, Friday, Saturday each week. And that was the song I listened to. That was like my walking song. So that was that.、Um, there's a song called In the Wake of Your Leave by a band called Gang of Youths. I think they're from New Zealand.、Um, guy has a really low. Sophia loves them.、Sophia、yeah, well, she, yeah, she, for, for I stuff, sent her、so. their album.、Yeah. Uh, it's, there's an album they wrote called Go Farther in Lightness. And、mm-hmm. it's one of the best albums I've ever heard, actually. It became her like top album this year because、um, mm-hmm. it's a good breakup album. <laughs> and she had a breakup this year. Actually, all three of the Noss siblings had a breakup this year, which is really fun.、Um, single Girl 2023. Anyway,、um, In the Wake of Your Leave is also a kind of like sad song, if you can imagine, by the, by the song title. And、um, during sad moments of this year, I would listen to that. Maggie Rogers came back with an album.、Uh, she hadn't put out, well, she put out that archive. Sadly,、thing. she released it on Beyonce Day. So I, I know. So it was like, like, White lesbians were listening to Maggie that day, and everyone else was listening to Renaissance. And that's just like kind of the dichotomy. So they eventually had to、it、be like catch cl- up, all the, crossover. All, the, all my lesbian friends in my, in my feed were all having Maggie Rogers Day while、yep. everyone else was having Beyonce Day. Yeah, I'm telling you.、Um, and in fact,、uh, well, we'll get to Renaissance in a minute, but、um, I love Maggie Rogers. I hated the project she did in like 2020 when she put out that like from the archives or whatever, because I, she's、yeah. just way too young of an artist to be doing that. Um, and the music wasn't that great, in my opinion.、Yeah. Um, the album before it was insane. It was so good, cohesive, gorgeous visuals, all that.、Um, and that's where I am. She kind of came back with a little bit of star power and like all this stuff. So it was kind of just like 
it was good to have a Maggie Rogers song that I really liked come come out. And she went and got her master's in theology from like uh, yeah, like Harvard or something. She's at Harvard. Yeah. I think she's still doing. Well, maybe she got it already. But um, that was kind of a cool little break she took. I remember seeing mm-hmm. like her like she has a study so playlist on Spotify by the way, which is she's pretty what nice. like twenty six. She's not that old. Oh no, she's really young. Yeah, yeah. she got discovered she, when she was in school. Yeah, I always thought of her as like Brandy Carlisle's age. Like she she has a more mature kind of presentation to her music uh, she might be younger than brandy brandy's like a little yeah. older than she looks oh brandy she looks i think so is young. my age brandy's brandy i think is closer to 40 yeah yeah yep number five angela by the lumineers like mm. solid classic number mm. six this is like i don't know where this came from but paint by the paper kites which is a pretty old song but it's like a tried and true for me Number seven is a song called Forbearance by also Gang of Youths. And this is on the EP that the number three song was on. I imagine it's on here just because I listened to the EP as a whole all the time. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Pink Moon by Nick Drake. There's a lot to be said about Nick Drake. A lot of people don't know yeah. his story, but um, he died at a really young age. It's tragic. He's now kind of considered a father of the British singer-songwriter movement. And um, he was. it was just way before his time that he but did all his work and then died. What, he he got depressed. All, yeah. What's that? All of his music sounds like, like if you hear Nick Drake for the first time, you're like, oh, this is from like 2005. But no, it's from like 1968, 1970. Yeah. Like he it, was it doing, is, he is, it's even recorded and produced in such a way that it doesn't <clears throat> sound like it's from the sixties at all. Like it's so far ahead of its time. It's, it's so ahead of its time. He's, he's mostly seven. I mean, like he only did three albums, but like, like 68, 69, I think. And then seventies, mm-hmm. he released three albums and if you look at his discography, there's pictures of him in the first two. Um, and he knew that he had a gift. He was so talented, but he kept not receiving commercial success. And it depressed him to no end. And uh, he actually became so clinically depressed that he began to appear awful. And they would they refused to photograph him for his third, his third album. So they hired this illustrator who made this gorgeous design that is now like iconic. Uh, for the album called Pink Moon that came out in like 72 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the song on it, the title track, Pink Moon, is number eight for me. P.S., one quick side note. Nick Drake had, as many do, a mother. And um, <laughs> she's on Spotify. And you have to check her out. I forget, it's Molly, Molly Drake. And the reason I know this is that her, one of her songs called I Remember plays during the credits of the funeral episode of Ted Lasso, season two. And it's a gorgeous song. She just plays piano and sings, and they have, like, a really similar style. Anyway. The number nine for me is a song title I really don't know how to pronounce. Lugu Lugu Khan EB, I think. Um, It's just a really pretty song. I don't understand any lyrics. Uh, I don't know what language that is or where it comes from, but I heard it on... I I heard it somewhere, maybe at Discover Weekly, and um, I listened to it a lot. I like it. Number 10 is Gloria by Henry Jameson. Um, I can't which believe is there's a pretty no, song. no Beyonce in your top 10. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Renaissance is a uh, an album to me that I... It, it's so precise and so well-produced. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to listen to it on Spotify. Uh, that's not true. I listen to it on Spotify a lot. But when you have good speakers and you use Apple Music, you can use a feature called Lossless. And yeah. newer albums actually come out with Dolby Atmos, too. And essentially, they retain a lot more of the data of the initial file that came from the studio. So you're hearing something much closer um, to what the the artist wanted you to hear versus what you might hear on Spotify or YouTube or somewhere else. Um, and Renaissance is an album I wanted to listen to like that. So I went and looked at my uh, 
what's it called? My stats for Renaissance. I have 510 plays of Renaissance on Apple Music. Um, But remarkably, uh, when it comes to Beyonce, she was not my most, like my top artist on Spotify. As you can imagine, it was Joni Mitchell. Uh, Mm -hmm. 55 hours of Joni Mitchell this year. On Apple Music. Yeah, on Apple Music, of course. Um, And only 26 hours of Beyonce. So that's that. Good gravy. Good gravy. What, uh, uh, Jay, what were your top 10? So knowing you just illuminated me that, that it ends in October 31st, because that makes me feel mm-hmm. a little bit better about this. I didn't start using Spotify until September. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and a certain band that I love came out with an album, which is why I switched over to Spotify, uh, Death Cab for Cutie. So my top five songs are all from the same album, which is incredible. Nice. nice. But nice. I think <laughs> I was thinking about your question though, like as as a way to kind of identify how we use Spotify or what it's saying about us. I think it's neat because what I was using Spotify for was like I really like this sound from Death Cab, but I don't know enough of the people that sound like this. So like mm-hmm. my top five are all from that one album, and then the next uh, four out of the next five are from bands I'd never heard of before. Uh, mm. So it just all kind of sprinted. So just to go through it, Foxglove through the clear cut. Great one. It's such a good song. Uh, it, it, listen to that. You don't need to listen to any other Death Cab for Cutie. Just listen to that. Here to Forever, I Don't Know How I Survive, Roman Candles, which I'm surprised made the cut. I actually don't like that. It's the single, and it's... Uh, yeah. Eh. I think Here to Forever is a better single. I, I, I like that a lot better. I very much agree. Uh, and I Miss Strangers, which is kind of their, like, COVID song. Really, mm-hmm. really solid tune. But then it splinters out because what I essentially did is just kind of, like, set radio stations for each of those songs mm-hmm. and, like, found mm-hmm. stuff I really liked. Uh, so Sunday Fun Day by a band named Toledo. Oysters in My Pocket by Royal Otis. Lemon Tree by Mount Joy, which actually that one I would have thought would have been a lot higher. That's just one. Of, it's a really good song. Soul Meets Body by Death Cab. And then I Don't mm-hmm. Know by Schwarge. I don't know how to pronounce their band name. Some Swedish sounding band. Uh, which is ironic like very hip- because most of that song's in French. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, see where, see where it takes you. Do you know, uh, since you, what would you, I know you said you don't have the Apple Music stats <clears throat> handy. What would you have envisioned being in there that isn't in there? Uh, so, I mean, I'm eclectically, I'm musically eclectic. Uh, I'm surprised mm. there's no jam bands in here. So like Dave Matthews missed the cut. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm a little surprised there's not more classic rock in here, but I think mm-hmm. there, especially with the amount of commuting I've been doing, I'd much rather just put on the radio stations, uh, and listen to like DVE and stuff to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there would have definitely been more like Boston or ACDC or, Bands like that. Beatles didn't make the cut at all, uh, which was surprising too. Well, yeah, and and a month of a month as a snapshot is uh, really reflective yeah. of that month. Uh, to Christian's point earlier, like I mm-hmm. spent the almost whole time I was listening to Spotify, like, oh, I better actually like spread things around so that my rap isn't so terrible, which it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it definitely influenced my listening to know that this was coming, right? Like, oh, I better yeah. make sure that I. I spread it around you know i'll do better next year everybody oh yeah well and that's that's a good month Uh, what i was gonna say is my month would have been largely midnights 
and that's not sure. reflective of I, I don't think Midnight's is even it's certainly not my favorite Taylor Swift album and it's not the best album that came out this year it's fine um, as we talked about ad nauseum in the Midnight's episode but that was my month of uh, of I mean the last two weeks of October last week of October I think um, was listening to Midnight's a bunch to really get a feel for it so if I was just looking at my October it would be it would be Midnight's so um would I mean this is a question because I think Chris you were talking about Renaissance Midnight's for you new Death Cab for me did you all did we all hit a point where we're like you know what I need to step away from that like there was definitely a point in time that I was listening to Death Cab so much I was like you know what I need to there's other music in this world or did it just kind of like happen naturally you know that you step away from it for me I I still haven't stepped away from Renaissance so TBD on that but um (laughs) there is like so my number one song which is this free this acoustic version of Florence and the Machines and the Machines free is like not my favorite song ever Hmm. and Florence isn't my favorite art I love Florence but I, I don't listen to them enough. Like, I never would have expected they would ever show up on my top five, much less at the number one spot. Um, if I went to a Florence concert, I'd know, like, a handful of the songs, and I'd have to be quiet for the rest of it. Like, I'm not a big fan. In in a sense that I just not, I like, you know, the way most Christians have only read a few Bible verses, but they... <laughs> but, um, like, I, I just, I... This is the surprise, and I, I was listening to it so much that it became a thing where I was like, oh, maybe I should take a, a second. It was also like, it's such a sad song that it made me like hyper aware, like, okay, is this like damaging my mental health that I'm like mm-hmm. listening to this mellow guitar thing with like kind of dark, sinister lyric, sinister is the wrong word, but just like heavier lyrics. And there came a point where I was, I was not sick of the song, but I was like, let me listen to something a little happier and like kind of take control of what I'm putting in my ears. Um, but I will never do that with Joni. <laughs> I will never do that with, uh, like, Renaissance. Those songs I will listen to as much as I want to, and I will never tell myself to stop. Yeah, I think uh, to that to that question on, on my part, like, Midnight's, I, I, I liked Midnight's, but as you saw, Midnight's is not in my top 10. I don't. I think I have to get to the top 20 before I hit any Midnight songs, and that wow. that's both reflective of how much I li- Like, Taylor Swift was my top artist. Uh, my top... Um, yeah, my top five was Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Paramore, Geodesium, which is a uh, an electronic band that makes music for space planetariums. Uh, it's just my my vibe, like kind of working music. And then uh, Harumi Hosano, which is uh, a Japanese artist from the '70s, um, which I just listened to. That uh, he he has um, an album called uh, Harumi's House or Hosano's House, and it's um, it's great. I heard that that's why. Um, the the uh, Harry's house, Harry Styles. He named it Harry's house after Harumi Hosano, and I had I was like, I know that because it had come up in my Spotify, uh, like my um, Discover Weekly at one point, and so I listened that that record probably the most over the year. Uh, so because he's not in my top twenty either, but he's in my top five art, artists played because I've listened to that. Um, but for me, Midnight's was a little bit of work uh, because mm-hmm. I knew we were going to talk about it. Uh, Renaissance, I I stepped away from it just because I kind of go through like musical seasons, but it is still a record that when I put it on, I I put on the whole thing. So like throughout my hundred, um, I think that all all the songs from Renaissance are represented in my hundred playlist. Like it is uh, one, and and I'm glad that the top two, my my the one that is in my top fifteen that didn't make it is um, uh, Church Girl. 
Yeah, Trench really? Girl is my number. F- yeah, those are my top three. Is is Cuff It, uh, Summer Renaissance, and Church Girl are the ones that I that I go back the most to. Church Girl uh, makes me cry, <laughs> which is really stupid because <laughs> that is not what? a movie cry song. But yeah, what she said, what she said, she's just trying to do the best she can. I mean, it oh, makes, it, yeah, it it, it it makes my eyes sweaty. Uh, like when I'm really listening to it because it's such a, and I love that it's a song that's, that's saying how like this can be a person who is, is like deeply spiritual and really committed to the church, but also like can have fun and like go out. And it's like about a, like a, a, a woman who's going out dancing and is just going to lose herself in dance and how beautiful music is and how beautiful dance is. And like, don't judge this person for going to the club. She's going to be ch- at church in the morning, but like she's <laughs> trying to do the best she can without a man. And like, it's just, there's so much going on in that song. That's just a banger of a song. Um, and I love it. And I, and cuff it, and summer renaissance are just like such like power vibes for me uh that they're ones that i will listen to a lot and i put them on playlists too so that they a lot of the i have a couple like kind of pinnacle playlists probably three playlists that i've listened to a lot throughout the year and those are so basically my top 100 is renaissance um midnights and then these three playlists so there weren't a whole lot of surprises on this um but yeah, I think, yeah, Jay, to your point, it, it definitely, I've spent time with records and certain records I, I get uh, not sick of, but I need to step away from. And then there are certain ones that I can just keep on going back to. And Renaissance to me seems seems to be that kind of one. Is there a, is there a record that, I mean, this is kind of off the Spotify rap, but for both of you, like, if that's true, like these rec- these albums kind of come to represent this season of life right mm-hmm. like you've listened to it for so long is there a record that like immediately takes you back to a season of life the instant like track one hits and you're like oh man i'm back in college or whatever yeah i mean for me there every every era of my life has a record like that yeah sure uh death cab uh, transatlanticism is when i was teaching in chicago uh, along with postal service like those mm. those two oh my uh, gosh. are my chicago years um there's a lot of um like my doctoral thesis was listening to a lot of like eighties um, kind of post new wave, like post punk records and, and like early Elvis Costello stuff like that. Um, and then uh, the past year, I mean, a lot of Taylor Swift, a lot of, a lot of the, like red um, is a, is a 2021 album to me because Taylor's version or 2020 Um yeah, I, a lot. My whole life is told through not just music, but through albums for sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think for <laughs> I the first CD I ever bought was uh, Ocean Eyes by Al City. It has Fireflies. Yes, on it. and I yeah, bought it. Yeah. I bought it for Fireflies, not realizing <laughs> kind of like the postals are like how much I would love just his overall mm-hmm. sound. And so I ended up buying like all of his CDs after that. But um that like Al City era and those like two records that I would like listen to nonstop are like kind of high school for, or was it junior high? I don't remember. Um, but I can place myself and like, remember the things I was doing listening to that music. And then like when Blonde came out in 2016 by Frank Ocean, I like remember where I was. I stopped, I was at, I was drunk at a party on a beach and I stopped what I was doing. I moved away from the crowd. It was dark. And I sat in like, kind of like a treehouse type thing. And I listened to, to Blonde. <laughs> Which is so dark, actually, now I think about it. Um, <laughs> but it was, like, one of the best things I'd ever heard. The way people remember where they were when, like, they found out MJ died. That's I think about Blonde mm-hmm. coming out that way. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that was unbelievable. But yeah, there's no way I, I, I could tell you, like if anything that I listen to, in fact, I actually document, Spotify lets you do uh, folders of playlists. Hmm. And um, I don't know if a lot of people don't know that you can organize. Um, I'm very, yeah, I have hundreds of playlists. So I organize them by year. And um, after the year ends, like all of my 2022 stuff is still like kind of fleshed out. But once it starts being 2023, I will make a folder and I'll put everything in in order. So there's kind of this art like um, chronological archive in my Spotify like library of everything I've listened to in order. Um, And I can always kind of find myself and locate the what I was doing, whether it was school or what job I had or whatever um, to the music I listened to at the time. Also, you have a relationship with the album Blue by Joni Mitchell that I think is the most uh, important relationship that I know any human has with a with an album. I, well, for what it's worth, I like Blue, but it's not my favorite Joni album. My relationship with Blue is only, uh, that for Joni, that was a big deal. And I don't know if I'm like telling you things you already know, but... Joni was a, a a relatively new artist in the early 70s and she was starting this like solo female career in songwriting that people kind of didn't take seriously. She was becoming popular, but people were just like, "Oh cool, like a celebrity." And it was like a, it was just like the new thing. It, it, you could reckon it to like Taylor Swift's rise to fame almost. Just like, mm-hmm. "Oh neat." Um and then she put out Blue, which was like devastatingly sad. And everyone was like, "What are you doing? Like stop doing don't write, don't write sad music, write happy music. You play the guitar. Like play the guitar." And um, it was her saying she she as she became more famous, she became kind of depressed and she didn't understand why all these people were interested in her. And they definitely didn't like actually know her, but they treated her like they did. And so she's in this depression. She had to give up a child and she's having relationship problems. And now she's like all out of sorts with her, her career. She's like, OK, well, I'll tell you, you'll get to know me. I'll show you who I am and I'll, I'll write an album that's like devastating (laughs) and really in a in a sense it was the first time something like that had ever been done on the rolling stone top 500 greatest albums of all time magazine the rolling stone magazine um the top 10 really don't change number one is marvin gay uh of course but um but what's going on the top 10 has only two women in it it's stevie nicks at number seven with fleetwood mac for rumors and it's joni mitchell's blue at number three and the reason i've got such a high stevie nicks Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's not like a Stevie Nicks thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, outside of that, those two women, there are no women in the top 10, which is kind of insane. And Christine McVie. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Um, But it was such an important album because no one had done this, like, confessional songwriting before. And music changed after that, kind of the way music changed after 1989 when we all went back to, like, 80s and (laughs) reverb and everything. Um, Everything started to sound like Joni Mitchell. And it was just that influential. People found themselves liking, enjoying listening to music that was confessional and emotional, uh, which until then, like even sad songs had a happy or kind of pleasant melody to them. Always something there to remind me. You know, like those kinds of songs, which are like devastatingly, like lyrically devastating, (laughs) were fun and happy and nice to listen to. And Joni was like, no, I'm just going to write sad songs and you're going to like really deal with it. I think think that song is written by Burt Bacharach. Which is crazy. That always oh, yeah. something there to remind me. Huh. Yeah. There's like, like so the many versions of it. I don't even know. Yeah, I think, but I think he wrote it in the '80s for for that band. So, as we as we're kind of uh, wrapping up, at least with our time. Um, oh shoot. The fun <laughs> the, the fundamental question. Yeah. Um, so looking at this and I, and in um, 
Jay, even looking at your list, even though it's kind of reflective of a month, like when we look at these, again, this is Spotify telling us what we've told Spotify for the year, whether or not, like it's not necessarily the message that we would have written for ourselves or the ones that we would have presented, but Spotify saying, here's who you were this year, or here's who you were at the end of the year. Um, and, and music kind of does that for us. Like, like you were saying, Christian, like your number one song was not a song you would have picked. Um, what is this, how does that feel to kind of have music uh, not just reflecting who you want to be, but you kind of telling you back kind of who you've been this year? What story do you see in this music? Well, especially given that I'm kind of tracking this across two apps and like even during this conversation, I've been going back and forth and looking at the playlists and everything. And that's the other thing is that the two playlists look nothing alike because I only listened to Joni Mitchell on Apple Music. You can't on Spotify. <laughs> and I only listened to Renaissance on Apple Music because of the sound thing. Um, so they're very different experiences. And you would you would assume two very different people almost looking at these. <laughs> like, and it's actually a little bit chaotic. Um, but that's that's the overall impression is that I'm kind of a person who's all over the place. And at least now that it's it's December and I'm thinking about New Year's and this you get this like kind of introspective year-end mood about you of in thinking about 2022 I've I was all over the place and sometimes not in a good way mm-hmm. um and this is the 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 documented proof that music kind of carried me through all of that mm-hmm. um in some ways uh even in sad ways like my number one song is a sad song on Spotify and so even in my sadness my sad moments it it didn't like necessarily cheer me up. It bore witness to my sadness. And, and that was a very like comforting, cool thing to have. Whereas when I needed to celebrate or feel uh, empowered or sexy or fun, I was listening to Renaissance nonstop, you know, and my, my favorite artists didn't really change. I learned some new songs. I learned some new, learned about some new bands. Um, I guess I'm a curious person looking at this and I'm uh, someone who is a mess but like doesn't mind it. <laughs> and that's kind of probably the story I'm seeing here. Also, wait, Jay, how many minutes did you get? Did we talk about that? I, I missed that. I don't know. I missed it. Hang on. I can find out. I just want to know. It is a competition, so. It is. That's that's absolutely it. <laughs> Bear in mind, this well, is just... Especially him to get those minutes in one month. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Uh, Unless it's like get... 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, while you're looking, I'll, I'll go just so we don't eat our time. Um, yeah, I think that for me, I mean, much like you, Christian, that, that to me, the music, even the sad stuff, I find catharsis in it. I find that music is such an important part, I think, of our souls. Like, I think that, um, one time I heard, um, musicals described as when the songs happen in musicals, it's, it's emotions that can't be spoken, like that they'll say the words until they can't anymore. And then this must be sung. This must be danced. This must be experienced in ways that are bigger than just words and music to me is so much that and and looking at my list especially my top 10 it reflects so much of the uh aspects of what my year was and the aspects of kind of who i am that it's very eclectic and kind of all over the place um but it's also reflective of what my year was like that um that some of the a lot of the songs on here are are from playlists of, of someone who is in love and, and someone who is in, in this kind of at the beginning of this relationship, my, my Spotify 
uh, from 2020 was very sad and reflective of, of someone who's at the end of a relationship. My Spotify from 2021 was a very interesting year because it reflected someone who was alone and learning how to be alone. And then someone who was at the beginning of something that didn't know what it was. So it does, there, there are signs in here of that new relationship. Uh, that's very exciting. Um, there are signs, even the fact that like the Beyonce record is not written for me. It's not written for a white man who's 43. Like it, that is not, not a record for me, <laughs> but I did not listen to that record vicariously. Uh, the way that I have listened to previous Beyonce records. I listened to that record as someone who is, ex- is allowing myself to experience that kind of stuff in ways that I wouldn't have in the past. Like that I can, I can envision going out and dancing with someone and, and going out and having fun and, and experiencing uh, like even church girl, which is absolutely not for me, but the idea that it's okay for me to have fun and to let go. And that I think that I oftentimes both as a, the different roles that I play, whether it's pastor or father or, or grown 43 year old white man, like that, that I put limits on what I feel like there are parts of my story that have ended. And that was my, that was what 2020 was for me. And 2021 and 22 have been very much saying like, oh no, my story's not over and you can still do these things and experience stuff that is new to you. And uh, the the liberation of Renaissance, the, the fact that when she wrote that record, she said, I wanna have fun again and I wanna make it, sh- like give you permission to have fun, but also still talking about real things. And it's a very, um, there to me, it's a very uh, romantic and kind of sexual record, but also, with lots of room for monogamy within it. Um, and uh, that it's very interesting because a lot of times songs that are so uh, sexual or romantic are often kind of uh, just about the, the, in the experience in general, but this was about kind of, there's some songs in there that speak to the depth of relationships and stuff like that, that uh, it was just a, it, it was a record that I resonated with far more than I ever expected. And even now when I put it on, it's a record that while it wasn't written for me, I experience it as, as, as something that has something to say about me. Uh, and that's, that's really, really great. And so many of my songs are love songs. So many of my songs are about, um, discovering love that you didn't expect. Uh, I have a lot of queer songs, a lot of queer love songs on there, which kind of speak to, uh, a love for which there is no, uh, template, a love for which there is no game plan. And the, the relationship that I'm currently in kind of has no game plan or template and it, and it doesn't really fit into that box quite easily. And so I think I've resonated with a lot of, a lot of queer artists, a lot of queer love songs, which I wasn't intending to, like, I didn't seek that out. It just, it, it bore that those songs, I, I, I resonated not to appropriate that, that story. Uh, but I resonated with that approach, and there's a lot of nuanced love songs out there that have really that I've really appreciated. Even you and me, you and me on the rock, a very sweet love song that Brandi Carlile wrote to her, her wife, uh, and it's one that 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 I resonated with in ways that I maybe wouldn't have before. Uh, it's a beautiful song. I would have always appreciated beauty behind it, but it's uh, it's really nice. So, yeah, I this particular playlist speaks to me it always tells me a little bit about myself that's what i love about spotify rap it becomes kind of a time capsule Uh, but this one in particular definitely speaks to uh, a very rich story of someone who is uh not that my life has started over but just i had started to tell myself that there were certain aspects of of my story that were kind of done and uh it's 
I've, I've experienced a renaissance, if you will. <laughs> oh, uh, if you that. will. That was a good bow. That was a good bow on that, yeah. <laughs> I had 27,508 minutes. Um, okay. That's really good. Yeah. For, for, for one month? For Holy one cow. Month of lots of death cab. <laughs> lots of, a lot of death cab. cab. <laughs> uh, well, and part of that is I heavy commute, right? Like I have at least 45 minutes mm-hmm. every, every mm-hmm. which way. But that's so funny. Like, this is why I have such a hard time talking to people that are, like, just not into music. Because for this whole conversation, I think it's such a vulnerable thing to let your music speak for where you are in life right now. Um, Because it it does. It reflects back what you're going through. But what I'm I'm finding interesting, at least in my life, uh, you know, when I was asking about, do you have that album that takes you back? I am just now starting... We've been talking about the last couple of episodes. I'm starting a pastorate at the church I grew up in. Uh, mm. So a lot of times, like, I'm walking the halls that I haven't been in since I was a kid. And I'm finding myself going back to the albums that I was into in high school and middle school because I'm back in that scenario again. It's different, but, like, that it's left such an imprint on my life that now that I'm back in that scenario, I want that music back. Um Mm-hmm. Some of which is a little embarrassing, but that's for another for another episode. <laughs> it's cool to listen to I an old album with new ears. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm also a big proponent of there shouldn't be like guilty pleasures or things that you're particularly embarrassed about. Like there, are, unless it's like offensive or something like that. I think that if you like it, it let let people don't yuck somebody's yum. Like let people like their their things. Uh, uh, I would yeah. say that that high school Jay really liked Newsboys, and that Pastor Jay mm-hmm. listens to that and goes, "Oh boy, uh, there's some problems. There's some big problems." <laughs> What's interesting to me is that I I don't know if we're in a minority people who are like. It's obvious that people care a lot about the year-end wrapped. Like it, it's all over the internet, and people are sharing their stuff and making fun of people and saying, "Yes, I agree," or "Wow, that's so interesting." Didn't know, but I, I think that there are probably people who don't care at all and who mm-hmm. aren't thinking this to themselves. What does this say about me? <laughs> like they had five thousand minutes, you know, and mm-hmm. there are. This is like a one way of looking at a person or yourself. Um, there are a lot of people who don't listen to that much music at all. And I don't know what they're doing, but <laughs> uh, I, I think it's cool to, I don't know. I just, there's, there's a voice there too of, of like, I talked about this sometimes to people and they're like, yeah, I don't really know. If you ask someone who their favorite artist is and they like don't have an answer, not because there's so many great ones to pick from, but because they don't really think about that kind of thing. It's interesting, but um, there are people that are totally different from who would not care at all about what we're talking about, Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think that that's, to me, one of the beautiful things that I've found in art. And I really encourage my kids to listen to music. Like, I try to present as much because I think it does help it. As we talked about, like, you can curate, as as we all kind of do, we present the artists out there that we want people to associate with us. Like, in some, like I want to be associated with Joni Mitchell. I want to, more than I want to be associated with Newsboys. Like, maybe I listen to Dave Matthews a lot in the car, but I don't advertise that because I know Dave Matthews is kind of lame or whatever. Uh, no, by he's not. cultural standards. Yeah, he's but not. By cultural, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that kind of, like, that there are certain artists that we hide um, or that we maybe wouldn't be as excited about. But I think that that's the letting, we both curate who we listen to, but we also, it, it uh, the numbers don't really lie. And so I love that we have a say in this story that we're writing, but ultimately 
we write the story without knowing that we're writing it uh, yeah. unless we're really putting our hands on it too much. And I think that that um, having music to both influence and reflect the experience of our year is a really like we didn't we didn't decide for Beyonce to come out with Renaissance this year. And so Renaissance definitely affected, uh, especially for 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 Christian and I, who were really into that record, like it affected the way that the latter half of our year um, was seen on a certain level. Now, did it change the latter half of our year? No, but it gave us access to emotions and to musical responses to what we were going through and helped us to see that it's it's like how music uh, in movies, like the soundtrack to a movie directly affects how good the movie is there. There are a lot of Star Wars properties that are not that good, but that are saved by John Williams scores. Yep. Uh, and there are a lot of other like Hans Zimmer movies that are maybe not as good because of some of the distracting music that's going on uh, in in that. And um, I mean, Garden State is perhaps one of the best examples where that's not a good movie, but the soundtrack is so great that we remember it fondly. If you have a connection to Garden State like that is still that is an amazing soundtrack. It's an amazing mixtape that was then put on a movie that's not great. Um, and I think that the soundtracks that we make to our own movies, our own stories of our life, both reflect what we want our life to be and reflect what our life actually is. And we, by appending, and sometimes it could be a bittersweet song, like the Florence and the Machine song, that the bittersweet can make you maybe more melancholy or more reflective on that thing, but it doesn't necessarily, sometimes the sad songs are the best songs that Blue, as an album, is, uh, can bring perhaps even more joy in its sadness, in its, in its appreciation of what human emotion is, than uh, a, like, 1989, that is just kind of pure joy uh, from start to finish. And I love that. I love that that's what music does for us, and I love to me, um, I mean, to, to take a spiritual turn, that, that to me is, is the beauty of life and kind of that question at the beginning, like what's after this? Like that there's meaning to this, that the, the feeling that we can feel that is only truly expressed the best when sung uh, or, or felt through music speaks to something bigger than just our ability to put definitions on something. That the way I feel when I hear Summer Renaissance is more than just the lyrics or the music. It's something that I couldn't have said or experienced on my own without those. The way that Foxglove, the, the Death Cab song, makes you feel, uh, it brings up something that's not just about the lyrics. And a lot of times the lyrics to me have nothing to do with what the, what the song no. says to me. No. Um, and there's some songs like Say It Ain't So is a, is a song that I feel, that Weezer song. And it was, it was like 10 years before I actually listened to what the song was about. It's about, it's about a broken relationship with a father. It's like, oh, now I, feel, now I experienced that in a whole different relation, way. But yeah, that right. was not what that song was about for me at all. Uh, it's about alcoholism. Like, it's a, it's a very deep, sad song. But, like, it was a melancholy song to me, but about a whole different thing. And so I experienced that in a very different way. And I love that that's what music does for us. I love that Spotify gives us this every year to kind of check in with us and say, like, how are you doing? And, uh, and often do you remember, is, I'm doing pretty good. Do you remember the year they started, they did like a campaign where they would like in very trafficked places, they would be like, so the person who listened to this sad song 900 times this year, hope you're doing better. And like, oh, yeah. like they, they did like a whole campaign about, you know, and it was like a known sad song or, 
Anyway, that was that was funny, but it was cool to check in. I think for me, the follow up to that, and I I have a harder time speaking to anything too spiritual outside of what maybe the human experience of spirituality that mm-hmm. is. Uh, well, we don't maybe not understand it. At least can understand that everyone experiences something like it. I um, on top of the fact that I love how we get this year end review and it's this like summary and you can say, oh, that's a surprise or that's just that's absolutely right or that's never leaving my top five or whatever. Um, the next thing that's also cool about this is that we share it. Like we're, t- we're, t- we're putting it on our stories. We're putting it on Facebook or wherever we're talking, texting our friends. And it's like, Hey, what'd you get? How'd you do? And so while we're checking in with ourselves, we're learning about each other and we get to talk about things that we care about a lot or ways that we were surprised like this conversation. Um, but I mean, on the, both those days, the, the Apple music did theirs the day before. And I have some friends who only use that. And so I had these moments of connection with people over a thing that some of it was shared interest and some of it was totally like, that's so funny that you got that because of course you would get that. And I would never listen to that band or that song. Um, but it's a moment of, uh, it, it all comes from computers, but it is a, it generates a real kind of human engagement um, mm-hmm. for people who love music. And that's more than the fact that I get the information. It's more fun for me to share it with the likes of Tyler and all my other friends who would be interested. Um, mm-hmm. That's the treat for me. Yeah. It's a way of being seen that we don't necessarily, it's hard to present without music. Like I love, I love being seen in new ways. And I, to me, I can see other people. I can see knowing that that Florence and the machine song was your top song helps me to see a part of you that I, that, that you couldn't have. Yeah. Just saying like, I listened to a lot of sad songs for a period this year like that, but that specific song says something uh, that I, that I appreciate and I love. And, and when I listen to that song, which I have not heard that song, but when I listen to that song, I'd be like, Oh, I can, I can now resonate in a way with with whatever you were experiencing in a way that that maybe have not been purely what you were experiencing, but that song would say something um, that uh, like it, like my top Taylor Swift song is "Come Back, Be Here." If you know that song, that says something about how I'm experiencing Taylor Swift this year and how and what what my year was and why I listened to that song so many times like that. Uh, and I love I love that that there's a richness to it that that when we share it. It isn't just like a Christmas card photo or just like, hey, I've had a good year. Mm-hmm. I've had some ups and downs. But it, it does help to know what the, the soundtrack was and, and to experience it. something kind of – it speaks to our souls in a different, on a different level. Yeah. Which is why I hate the, uh, the, the of all time question. What's your favorite song of all time? Like, no. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite song today, maybe, you know, like or of the yeah. last year or whatever? Like, Yeah. That's the song, that's the question that broke Christian in the fifteen. Oh, is that uh, what it was? What's what's your favorite yeah. song of all time? Yeah, well, I wasn't going to answer that to on repeat for the rest. <laughs> no. of yeah, that's a terrible question. I was totally there for that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was right here on the, <laughs> the whole time. It's it's. I think it's fine to ask that question because the people who want to answer it that way will absolutely do it, and then there will be people who maybe have an answer, and that's cool too. I you know that's fine. I think it's great. I I could I could probably guess one, but it. I wouldn't want there to be a, a one song I can listen to. I guess that's what I'm saying. And that's what people say. Yeah, when they yeah. Well, that's that the way. hard thing is about like when it's like for the rest of your life, it's like, well, I could tell you what I could listen to for the rest of the month, but yeah. Yeah. For the rest of my life. No, I don't want, I don't want to pick that. No. All right. So on the internet machines, on your uh, Instagram, your Facebooks, your Twitters, is that still on Twitter? Uh, if you are, 
share with us your Spotify wrapped. Uh, let us see what you got. Uh, if you could find it, if you need help, let me know. I just spent like a half hour tracking it down. So uh, I'd be happy to offer some tech support there. But what was your Spotify wrapped? And the question to go with it, is it an accurate reflection of your year? This is three uh, examples of people saying, yes, this is a pretty accurate. I could see it being not. Uh, I could see somebody being mm-hmm. extremely surprised. So do you think this is an accurate representation of your year musically or not? And if so, why? Mm-hmm. And even a little step more, like what did it tell you about your year that you maybe didn't see? Yeah. That's what I always like is it like, oh yeah, I didn't realize that about myself for this year. Uh, Jay, I'll, I'll go to you. Mm-hmm. What would you plug for this week? I uh, I have just been re-getting into it. It, it. I think it is one of the very few. I, I have a complicated relationship with the Christian music industry, uh, mm-hmm. especially this time of year where everything is Christmas. There's an album. It's old, but he also did an updated version of it. It's called Behold the Lamb of God by Andrew Peterson. And it mm-hmm. is maybe the only authentically Advent-themed album I know of. Mm. Uh, not Ooh. Christmas, but the season of preparation and waiting uh, in the midst, uh, in the lead-up to Christmas. So that's been on. If if Spotify actually covered the month of December, you would see that pop up quite a bit on my feed. So highly recommend Andrew Peterson in general, but behold the Lamb of God in specific. Oh, I have a great Advent album. I'll, I'll keep looking. Christian, anything to plug? Um, right now, I'm reading a ton of poetry. <laughs> Ocean Vuong, if you're into him, read him. Mm. I'm reading a book by a guy named Rucker Bregman called Humankind. It was like the Sapiens of 2018 or something. It came out a couple years ago. And um, he's doing this big anthropological, social, psychological argument that uh, humans at their fundament can be good, are good. Um, and I'm listening to a song called Chinatown uh, by the Bleachers, and it features Bruce Springsteen. And it's not a Christmas song, but it's a Christmas song. And <laughs> I'm in this, it's on my Christmas playlist. Um, so check out Chinatown. I don't got much else. <laughs> I love it. Nice. So yeah. mine would be, I found it. It's Advent Songs by the Porter's Gate. It is fantastic. Uh, Fan-fantastic. It's got the best Mary song that I've heard. It's called Mary's Lullaby, Black Haired Boy. Uh, It is beautiful. It it, it should replace every uh, Mary Did You Know Mm. um, rendition, which Mary Did You Know is both sweet and, like, not great. Um, And and, uh, it also, like, it leans into the, like did you know your son was going to die? Like that we jump on Christmas. We always go to the cross and we're like, no, thank you. Yeah. I mean like that, that's good, but like we need to get the incarnation. That's the whole point is that God wants to be with us. Not just God came here to die. Um, and it is a beautiful, it's beautiful, uh, well-written songs, very nuanced, very inclusive. Like it, it, even black haired boy talking about the colors of Jesus skin and like, um, beautiful, beautiful song. Mary's Lullaby, Black Haired Boy by the Porter's Gate. The EP is called Advent Songs. It's 10, ten songs. Um, highly, highly recommend. Just good listen just in general. Like, um, even good good vibe music for the season. Nice. Yeah, go uh, listen to Spotify. It's great. Do great things. Well, um, also, if you have Apple Music, send share the replay, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let, let your music... Uh, let, let the soundtrack to your life uh, really bring you joy. 
because that's what a beautiful thing that we live in this place that we have access to all this stuff and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty great christian thanks for hopping on totally. with us yeah of thank course you so much, yeah. it's been so fun well after a long I'm, i've been a long time listener so sooner or later i was hoping for an invite and this was the, my lucky day hooray hooray i would there's so many things that we scratched on that i would love to have you back for i'm happy to do that let me know hooray, hooray. yeah yeah uh, we'll see you next week, everybody, or next time. Uh, have a, a great Advent season and enjoy your Spotify wrapped. And until then, I've been Tyler. I've been Jay. I have been Christian. And this has been Wrapping the Pastor. Hooray! Bye, everybody. See you next time, everybody. Have a great, have a great week. Bye. Thanks again. I like I wait I wave every time. <laughs> <laughs>